This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. After about the third day with no food, I, I tend to get a little hungry. So that's kind of what my motivation and drive was for hunting and fishing. The first three years, we lived in a, a dry cabin, um, which we just thought was an extra cheaper way to live when we realized it was literally no running water and an outhouse and the whole deal. Well, we kind of wrote the rules for gut pile, kind of like the hunting reg, where some of it makes sense and some of it's just a little bit up to interpretation. <laughs> for the nerds, it's the 4D, but for the regular folks, it's a four-sided die, so it's like a pyramid. But he has a purpose. I mean, Hank will beat up PETA. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we'll have Africa. We're, we'll, we'll do for sure. We'll do one of those uh, special, like, Cecil lion card items. Eventually, the idea is you'll be able to play with Ted Nugent's white-tailed deer and Cameron Haynes' grizzly bear. And we need to unite the hunters and the nerds. We did that. And it's just, it really does uh, help uh, facilitate the storytelling of uh, these great hunting stories that are out there. This is Tim Hansen and Jim Clark from Gut Pile Games. This is Living Country in the City, episode 22. Two, 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 two. How'd that go? Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. Hey, y'all, thank you for tuning in for episode 18 of Living Country in the City. So y'all may remember from episode 19 with Jessica Taylor Byers that we talked about a hunting adventure card game called Gut Pile that she played in Bear Camp. I thought to myself, can it get any better than something that combines two of my loves, adventure games and hunting? Well, after recording that episode, I ordered a copy of the game and took it over to a buddy's house for game night. And I will tell you one thing, it doesn't matter if you're an outdoorsman or just a huge game nerd like me, you will love this game. I was the only hunter in the room, and we still ended up spending the entire night playing multiple rounds of this game. Now, after having that much fun with the game, I just knew that I had to get these guys on the podcast and hear more. So, Jim, Tim, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks for having us. 
So, um, you know, the first thing I kind of always like to talk a little bit about is uh, just uh, your history with hunting. Like, what uh, what got you guys started in hunting and the outdoors? So this is this is really Tim's Tim's area right now. Well, I like to eat, so I mean that's <laughs> what it comes down to. After about the third day with no food, I, I tend to get a little hungry. So that's kind of what my motivation and drive was for hunting and fishing. And since I moved to Alaska uh, 17 years ago, I'm in the uh, one of the best areas to uh, do that. I would highly agree with that. If there's one one place that's on my bucket list to get in just a few really good hunts, it's Alaska. Um, but you know, I want to get some experience, some more experience under my belt before I uh, I venture out. Well, Sam, you don't you don't need that because that's I had I had zero experience when I first when I came out. It did take me seven years though. <laughs> it's a big it's a big learning curve. Yeah, and I'm not sure I'm I'm quite ready to invest uh, seven years in of invest in seven years of tags and uh, and travel and <laughs> and all of that just yet. Maybe if I uh, maybe if I end up moving up there. Invest, all you got to invest is a small amount, uh, twenty nine fifty, and buy a gut pile, and it'll tell you everything you need to know about hunting in Alaska. There we go, and so that brings it up. So. What on earth would inspire you guys to create a, a kind of a not just like a basic card game, but this is like an adventure card game? There's there's a lot to this, but what would inspire you guys to create this card game about hunting? Well, there's there's really two <clears throat> two facets facets to the uh, is that right? Is that true? Oh, the facets. There's two. There's two angles that we work from, and basically, uh, I moved out from Los Angeles, and uh, Tim and I ended up uh, working together, and um, really, I just, I wanted to do what I'd seen on TV. I wanted to do what was right outside my backyard, and every time I wanted to do something, Tim would be like, well, you got a four-wheeler, you got a rifle, you got you got a boat, you got somehow to get there, and, and <laughs> you know where to go, and, and I had none of those things. And so that was one of the angles is we just said, you know, we could probably do something with this and, uh, and make this kind of a, a type of learning game, but really just have a lot of fun with it. The other one is we both, um, me specifically, uh, needed to get out of the job and wanted to do something, uh, uh, fun. And so this is, this is, this is our, our angle for that is we wanted to get, get out and be able to, to just do the stuff that we love instead of having to work nine to five. I can. Yeah, we, want to, uh, we want to work to live, not live to work. I can definitely attest to that. And so, um, Jim, you mentioned you came up from Los Angeles. Yeah, I lived in Burbank. So another, uh, another now country boy from the city. I, um, <laughs> I can. I can only attest, I can only hope to uh, <laughs> achieve uh, your levels of country at this point, though. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, we'll see. Well, well you, we moved up, um, and the first three, the first three years, we lived in a, a dry cabin. 
um, which we just thought was an extra cheaper way to live when we realized it was literally no running water and an outhouse and the whole deal. <laughs> and so, and that was a big, that was a big, uh, that was a big change for the wife, but you know, everybody in Los Angeles thought we lived, we were living on the moon. I've had a few friends move up to Alaska and, uh, pretty much everyone talks about them like they don't exist anymore. Like, you know, it's someone <laughs> they used to know or. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I've had people ask me where you go in the springtime when your igloo melts. <laughs> I said, I don't live in an igloo. I live in a log cabin. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I can definitely someday, someday I'll get myself, uh, out of the middle of the city and then I don't know what I'll call the podcast, but until then it's uh it's going to be a living country in the city. But so why don't you guys kind of explain uh, the basic premise of the game? Well, <clears throat> the idea is uh, working with Tim and, and, and trying to get uh, kind of get the game organized is we came up with five categories. Uh, you need a place to go, a terrain, you need uh, a weapon, you need transportation, you need some sort of gear, and you need an animal. So once we came up with those five categories, we were like, sweet, we can just come up with a bunch of these guys, whip them all together, and then and just have you try to collect them. And then we realized you could add a lot more fun when you add these action cards. You know, you can, you can get Beaver Fever or Giardia, or you can give your your neighbor a bear attack or even what was the really fun fun part about it is we we added every animal some animals have tags and some animals don't have tags i think that's one of the funnest parts of the game is is do you decide to 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 shoot an animal without a tag and hang on to your your animals without tags with the idea that a game warden or a state trooper will bust you and take all your stuff so it was always it was always fun to come up with all sorts of different ways you could lose your cards. Um, I'll admit, and then of course, um, when when we were playing the game, it it took us a while to realize that tags weren't a gear card, and they were actually on the animal. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, man, we we played through so many times, and that uh, dang state trooper card was near invincible because. We were like, we're sitting there. We're like, have you, has anyone Where gotten has anyone gotten a tag yet? It's like we're out here, you know, hunting illegally, <laughs> and and then we all felt really dumb when we just we were a little more observant about the cards. Um, there was a there's a couple of moments like that where we're like, oh no, that makes very obvious sense now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we kind of wrote the rules for gut pile, kind of like the hunting reg. Or some of it makes sense, and some of it's just a little bit up to interpretation. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know what I mean? You know, actually, I I will admit, um, some of the uh, some of the weapon cards that you guys have provided, I think the pistol, and I think it's is it the bow and arrow, or there's one other where it double. Spear. Say again. The spear. Yeah, the spear where it doubles your shot points, right? That's the, the spear triples your spot. Your okay. Points. Okay. Um, I, I will say we, we had so many discussions about what that entailed. 
I and we probably played four rounds. I want to say, and I'm pretty sure we played them differently every single time. <laughs> That's totally fine. That's totally fine. Um, but yeah, no, we just, you know, we're all we're all big board game nerds, and we got into this game, and you know, I kind of, admittedly, I bought this blind, and I I don't do that too often, but I figured I'll at least find some enjoyment out of it if it's about hunting, and sure. so. I will admit my buddy Arthur, whose house we were at, he buys if if it's a board game that costs over twenty dollars, he's guaranteed to own it. If it has uh, a book of rules thicker than most uh, state regulations on hunting, he probably yeah. owns that. And so, him enjoying this game is is very high praise from the nerd community. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, that's, so uh, that's great to hear. Now, um, so, you know, you, you go in, uh, you collect all these cards, uh, cards from the hunt. Uh, you know, I get my, I get my terrain cards and, and guys, these cards have some, some really funny names that they kind of, it almost takes you a second to hit it. You read it. And then a second later you're laughing. Um, you know, cause you got, you got cards like for terrain, you got cards like Nunya Creek or river because it's uh nunya business where it is. Um, you got uh, yonder mountain and it's just, it's a lot of fun. There's some really creative stuff in this game, but so you collect, you know, your terrain card, your weapon, your transportation. Uh, you got the animal you're hunting. What? Uh, and you got some gear that's going to assist you along the way. Once you get all these cards, what happens then? Well, when it's your turn and you've got all those cards, now that doesn't that doesn't include any uh, bonus cards. So you could add a subsistence card if you have a non-tagged animal with some more points. Um, you could add uh, a guide. A guide carries three extra gears and a weapon. So you can build. Uh, I'm curious to see how many points you got on your biggest cup pile. Our biggest cup pile today is uh, like 135 points. You can have a dual hunt. You can have as many guides as you want, carry as many stuff as you want. So you can really load down, a, a, make a big gut pile. But the, what we really wanted was we wanted to, to to somehow get the hunt to where you could actually feel that feeling if you could just pull the trigger or release the arrow and, and let that, you know, just see how well, how, how well your shot is. And so we created this shot placement die, which we thought was pretty, pretty great, that it would tell you where you'd, you'd hit it. And what we found was, it's the it's the for the nerds it's the 4D, but for the regular folks it's a four sided die, so it's like a pyramid. But you would you would roll that die and you would go up to it just like you'd walk up to the animal and you'd pick it up and see where you hit your animal. So it's either a heart lung, or a shoulder shot, or a gut shot. Um, but that stuff really we thought was a, a fun a fun play on actually hunting and, and, and hitting your animal. So you could also miss your animal. So you could roll your die and miss your animal, and your animal runs away. And just last week, we we shot and missed a bear, and, and uh, well, we we got him a little bit, but his blood trail went away, and and we lost him, and it was it was absolutely heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's we tried to make it as as true to form um, as hunting as possible, and still have have a blast. I mean, you haven't brought up Hank yet. I probably because you probably got you know one. You know, Hank only came up one time in one of the games. Um, really? 
Yeah, we we were only playing with three of us, and so uh, okay. it took us a little bit longer to cycle through. Uh, we didn't always sure. make it through the whole way through the deck, and Hank only came up once, um, and he was definitely uh, um, <laughs> a pain in the rear, if you want to talk about Hank some. Well, Hank is... We we wanted to because I think we've all we all have one is the worst hunting partner ever. <laughs> he's he's kind of like the it's kind of like the old maid where you can't you can't get rid of him, but he can be drawn from your hand if somebody takes away your card. So we just uh, we wanted to add everything possible uh, to your hunting experience, and that includes the the dude that that shows up and needs to borrow something or does something stupid, and and so we added Hank. But he has a purpose. I mean, Hank will beat up PETA. Yeah, yeah. You got good old Hank. It's going to knock them PETA folks right out of that game. That's for sure. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly, gosh, the whole time I was laughing, we'd we'd find a new card. And, you know, we kind of scanned through the deck a little bit first. But there is just, you guys did such a great job of, providing a wide variety of content, a lot of fun stuff. Um, I I am curious, just a random question. On the bow card, uh, why pick the trad bow over the compound? Any particular reasons? Well, we were actually, we were, uh, um, the game has some really cool, angles to it so for instance the game right now is being sold at about 47 sports and warehouses and um uh we're you know we're we're talking with the bass pro and some other other big stores to try to um get into these big box stores and so really part of the game was uh, we we came up with a, a new way to um advertise cool product so we didn't want to we didn't want to step on anybody's toes by putting something out there that we wanted to actually go and get sponsors for. So for instance, really we've got, um, so you saw, you, you posted the uh, Ram truck with Cameron Haynes. Yep. Yep. So, so Ram truck corporate, if you believe it, we got a hold of corporate they said, heck yeah, we want to do this. And so, uh, they sponsored the cards. So if you looked at the cards, every QR code in the back is unique. So you could actually, scan that card and it'll go to Ram trucks. And so the idea was let's put generic stuff on here and then see if we can get any name brands to come back and say, Hey, we want to sponsor your card, sponsor a card and get our bow, get our gear, um, get our weapons. We've, we've had some really, some, some really close talks. It's just such a new venue for advertising that people are pretty uh, gun shy uh, about getting involved. But we're proving that we're, you know, we're, we're selling games and we're coming out with another game in the fall. So it's just a matter of time, but that's why we, we, we eventually you will see a compound bow, whether it's Matthews or Hoyt or. If anybody's Otec. listening. If anybody's <laughs> listening. <laughs> um, well, you know, I really. There'll be some, there'll be some cool products out there uh, in, in the near future. I promise. You know, that's, I really. I kind I kind of figured that maybe why, but I really like that that angle because it's a way to keep supporting the game, growing the game, um, get some advertising revenue for you guys. But it's not 
it's not like a really obnoxious in your face way. You know, it's it's not something that that degrades the quality of the game. Um if if anything, I think it really it really um makes it makes it more relatable for people when, you know, they see gear that they've you actually used and and generally I think that's really one of the one of the best features of the game is that it does two things. It gets you excited for hunting season because you're sitting there and you're talking about like, you know, I put together the most legit float plane hunt that I would <laughs> that I could dream of in the game. And right, I'm sitting right. there and I'm like, oh, man, I got to do this. I really got to do this. It was like a <laughs> it was, you know, a float plane and I had my sap phone with me and I had a guide and, you know, I was shooting my bow and he had something. And then, um, and I think I got a dual hunt with moose and grizzly out and I can't remember the terrain, but it was just, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm practically drooling over this hunt right now. Um, and so not only does it get you excited, uh, one of the things that Jessica was talking about in the podcast that they all loved about the game as well was, they're sitting around bear camp, you know, they packed in uh, a copy of a gut pile. They're sitting around bear camp playing this game. And, you know, somebody will draw a wolf card, the, you know, the wolf action card, wolf on trail. And all of a sudden somebody goes into this story about, you know, they were out on this elk hunt and this wolf popped out and, or, you know, somebody, you know, who knows, you know, people uh, play a bear card and all of a sudden you go into this story about the bear or this time that you were on this one river or whatever it may be. Is it just, it enhances and brings up those stories that, uh, and I think that alone speaks to how much it relates to the actual hunting experience, you know, as far as much as a card game can. Well, that's kind of what we, we really wanted. Um, we've played the game lots, if you can imagine. And, and when we, we go out and we play with our friends or with, uh, other hunters, you almost, the game is almost the sideshow where it's just telling the stories. Um, you know, we would, we would be playing the game and it's kind of a chill game. You know, there's no speed to it or anything. You just kind of go along at your own pace, but while you're doing it, you know, you are, you're, you're, you're recalling stories and people are telling some fantastic, uh, old timey stories of, of how they got their first animal and how they got two bears at a bait station in one go and how they did this and did that. And it's just, it really does, uh, help, uh, facilitate the storytelling of, of uh, these great hunting stories that are out there. And it also brings, you know, families together, you know, sons and fathers, mother and daughters. You got, you know, older people telling the youth of when they were hunting. So it just kind of integrates that together. You know, it, it really does just do an absolutely fantastic job. And one of the cool things is because, you know, I was playing with two non-hunters and, you know, neither of them are, are were really opposed to hunting, but also neither of them have really any desire to hunt. But it was an interesting way to sit and talk with them about hunting. And, you know, they'd put down some cards and they'd be like, oh, like this would ever happen in real life. And I'm like, well, actually, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was... Uh, I think it was a a black bear hunt. Uh, it was the gear was a, the transportation was a boat, and it was a black bear. It was a river black bear hunt or something. 
And I'm like, no, people do that a lot. It's actually some people's favorite way to hunt black bear. And I went into all this and explained it. And uh, it was it was a fun way to start a conversation about hunting with people that, uh, you know, you may not, it just may not necessarily come up otherwise. Or it's a it's a very non-aggressive way to sit and talk with people about the subject too. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, we, we get the, the, the one side with, you know, pretty much Alaskans when you're playing with Alaskans, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty go-to material, but when you get outside, it really does. Um, there's a lot of people that are just like, okay, I can dig this game and, and they aren't hunters. They aren't at all interested, but, um, they definitely, it, it opens their minds to how the process works and the things that you need. It opened my mind. So, you know, coming out from Los Angeles, it, you know, I just wanted to do it and, and it, you know, it, it took some time and some effort and it just, just the sheer, uh, what's the, just the sheer ability to, to go or to find a place, you know, it, it's, it's quite stressful if you're out on your own and saying, okay, I want to go hunt. Well, where, where do you go? How do you do it? What do you, you know, what do you take with you? And so it kind of opens people's eyes on, okay, so if I were to ever, you know, jump into that hunting game, uh, it literally jump in and I'd want to go hunting. It gives you kind of an idea of what, what really to expect and, and really how difficult it is to, to acquire and to, to find a good spot and to be successful. You know, that's exactly what I was also explaining to my friends, too, is how, um, you know, they'd, they'd be sitting there and they, you know, they'd be lamenting. It's like, oh, all I've got is gear. I don't can't find any animals. And I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's exactly the problem everyone has. <laughs> uh, you know, or, or whatever it is. Or is, I just can't find the, you know, I can't find the, the right uh place to go hunting and i'm like once again same problem yeah. everyone has in real life um, yeah i i will admit those times when i had plenty of animals plenty of land and a weapon but i just didn't have any gear that was the only time the game uh wasn't very realistic because if there's anything i have entirely too much of it's gear but uh <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> That's not a bad thing, Sam. Yeah, it, I I could probably spend a little, save a little bit more for uh, for tags and travel, um, but <laughs> that's a that's a whole different discussion. You know, I figured I just need to keep making money. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that uh, there's more. Uh, either another game or more to come in the future. What, uh, what can we expect coming out of, uh, gut pile games? So we're actually just finalizing some graphics for, uh, gut pile fish freshwater. Um, so originally we we're going to get, uh, both games out uh, this year, but we wanted to make sure we got it right. So we have, we have gut pile fish coming out in the fall. <clears throat> and then in the springtime, we'll have uh, gut pile North America, um, we're pretty excited. There's going to be some fun stuff, but there might be a, a helicopter and some hogs in that game. Um, <laughs> so we're just, you know, I think we're really, uh, the game is built around uh, a pretty, uh, pretty basic um, area. 
and you know we'll have Africa. We're, we'll we'll do for sure. We'll do one of those uh, special like Cecil Lion card. I don't know if you remember that Dennis that shot oh, Cecil. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, we'll 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 pay some some homage to Cecil. <laughs> if um, if anyone plays the Cecil card in a hunt, everyone must play their yeah. PETA cards at once. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> We might even have, we might even have to throw in a dentist card for that one. <laughs> but um, no, I think I think we've got we've got some really good uh, really good uh, set of games uh, lined up. Um, we'll have a deep sea along with the freshwater, uh, and then we'll just we're just gonna run the gamut um, as long as you know Sports and Warehouse because they've been really great to us. And so Sports and Warehouse will. Uh, probably throw a lot more of uh, the fish came out into more stores, and then eventually we'll just have we'll have uh, a whole gut pile family over at the sports and warehouse. So that's awesome. We're pretty excited. You know, I'm. We I'm need to do some more. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm super excited because it's one of those it's one of those games where it's almost infinitely expandable, and yeah, you know. Us nerds, we love just more and more and more expansions for these games, and and finding different ways to play, or or just new little creative things. Um, and one thing one thing I was noticing on y'all's website is uh, you don't necessarily have to be a big sponsor or Cameron Haynes to possibly see yourself with a trophy uh in a in an expansion pack is that right we've got the gut pile kill pack so uh, once we get once we get rolling and things start moving um yeah i think what we're going to do is we're going to we've got to create a, a forum on the on the on the website but what we want to do is we really want to create um uh, a kill pack and it, you could actually and we're, every six months or every eight months or whatever we'll we'll come out with a new a new kill pack and you can buy the expansion and see if you get in the kill pack and you can actually, you know, trade out, you know, the original animals with your own trophies, which is really, really a cool, um, cool customization of, of the game. Um, you know, we want to, we want to reach out. We'll probably do a couple trophy trophies from some big names and, and then have people just submit their trophies and, uh, and they'll get into that kill pack and, be able to play with eventually the idea is you'll be able to play with ted nugent's white-tailed deer and cameron haynes's grizzly bear and that kind of thing that's you know and that just that just serves to expand the discussion so much more and and multiplies the stories and I yeah think, exactly i think that's going to be a ton of fun um so now if uh people wanted to find y'all online, uh it's gutpilegame.com and you're on social media as well, right? Yep, yep. you'll find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at gutpilegame. And y'all have a YouTube channel as well, right? We do. We're still working on some videos, but yeah, we've got some some fun videos up and uh we'll be uh, really the idea is we're going to we're going to post the more we're getting out of the game building and more hunting side, we'll be posting more videos and we'll just be adding those to the cards and you can just scan those cards and they go to videos and fun stuff. So that's a lot of fun. And you know, it just every, every little detail is so well thought out. That's what I love about it is, you know, 
scanning, being able to scan the cards and it takes you to content and it just creates this world that's so much, you know, connects in with this world that's so much bigger than the card game. Um, I just, I think that's, I really appreciate the thought that was uh, put into all of that. So, well, it took some time, and I think, uh, yeah, I think we've we've got we've got it nailed down. We just need the we need to unite the hunters and the nerds. And <laughs> Things that probably have never really been said that often. It was kind of it's really it really is a gamble, you know. Um, a lot of folks are like, well, I don't know, I'm not sure, and and we're not sure really where we fit. We we do have that niche where we're just like, you know, where do we fit in? Do we go to the outdoor shows and sell it, or do we go to the gamer, you know, the gamer shows and sell it? So uh, we're still we're still figuring that out. You know, one thing that might be interesting is if you uh, you were to release a like a two to three person light version of the game that's that's in just a small little pack that weighs a lot less that you could. That would be good for uh, the ounce counters that uh, would would like something for those days right. where they're stuck in the in the tent and on and rained out. Um, right. Because I I mean I'm I'm definitely considering uh, this September taking my um, taking my copy with me on my on my hunt. Uh, you know, wait be damned, but uh, <laughs> you you got to do it. You got to do it. I figure I'm going. I'm going to Idaho. There's a there's a high chance of at least having one or two days of out of out of eight that are rained <laughs> out. So, yep. I figure I got got my stove, got my uh, Kafaru sawtooth, and uh, I think uh, I, that also needs to include uh, a a gut pile game. So <laughs> there's always room for gut pile. Always room for gut pile. More things I would never thought I would say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, you can pick up a copy of Gut Pile on the website. Um, and I think we're going to work out some sort of little discount code for y'all. So um, I'll make sure once we get that sorted out, I'll make sure to post that up on the show notes page, which will be livingcountryinthecity.com slash 22. And I will also be posting these guys up on the partners page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash partners. You can find them there, and that's where uh, the uh, discount code will be listed. Um, So, guys, one thing I kind of always like to uh, end with, and, you know, I think you you all might have a good perspective on this, is, you know, this podcast – it focuses on kind of two groups of people, Uh, you know, new hunters in general – uh, who may be a little intimidated by, you know, thinking like, what did I just get myself into? Um, as well as folks from the city who just, you know, may find getting into the outdoors and getting into hunting a little more difficult. Um, just in general, uh, would you all have any words of wisdom, advice, or just encouragement for people like this who, you know, may feel intimidated or may just have trouble getting into hunting, getting into the outdoors? It's always good when you can find somebody local that can help answer some of those basic questions for you. That's how I found Tim. There you go. So do, do your research, 
read your forums, uh, buy the best gear that you can afford. So that's, that's all I got to say is, you know, the, your hunt will be as most successful when you put the most into it, do your research, whatever state you're hunting in, go to the fish and game websites, talk if you can look at the previous year's harvest reports, but the more you put into it, the more you'll get out of it and just be open-minded. There we go. So, you know, tap into your local hunting community, reach out uh, to them, reach out to the resources available online and forums, uh, the fishing game websites and call those folks up, you know, invest, you know, obviously unlike me, make sure you save at least some money for, uh, for tags and travel. Um, (laughs) but you know, invest in, invest in solid gear and, uh, Keep an keep an open mind about what to expect uh, from your hunt, and because you never know when, uh, as we've learned from the game, when a state trooper might show up, or God forbid, uh, one of the local local game wardens who can't be bribed with donuts. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring that up. <laughs> I just about lost it when I saw that card. Y'all are gonna have to see this card. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one as a surprise, but uh pick up a pick up a copy of Gut Pile. Um make sure you uh check out the discount code at livingcountryinthecity.com slash episode tw- or slash twenty-two. And thank you guys so much for hopping on the call. The game is absolutely fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. I will be playing it every chance I get, so Thanks a bunch for your help and for your uh, for your encouragement. Yeah, thanks a bunch, Sam. Bye. Happy gutting. <laughs> All right, y'all, that'll do it for episode 22 of Living Country in the City. Make sure you pick up a copy of Gut Pile because I know y'all are going to love it. And just to encourage you a little bit more, we're going to give you a discount code to take $5 off your order from Gut Pile Games. To get that discount code, you can head on over to our partners page on the website. I'll link to that as well as all the info for Gut Pile on the show notes page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash 22. Go check it out. But in the meantime, stay country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com. You got my good side, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. Turn the other way. There we go. You're bending over right now, right? (laughs) Right. I I got to ask. Do you have facial hair? I do. I have a beard. A little beard. I knew I liked this guy. See? Happy gutting. Without the serial killer sound. That was, that was a Happy little gutting. creepy. <laughs>